Hello, everybody. Welcome back to another episode of the Wide View Podcast. This is a podcast, the number one rated movie podcast by journalist <laughs> named Danny Garcia Pozo. I'm your host, Danny Garcia Pozo. And with me today is my co-host, Mr. Micah Shannon. Say hello, please. Hello, hello. Yes. That's one less hello than normal. Oh, I'm sorry. My bad. <laughs> yeah. I forgot. Uh, audience will get that hello at the very end of the episode. Don't worry. <laughs> okay. But yes, today is our third episode. We are discussing... Uh, the Muppets, the Muppet movie that came out in 2011. And I wanted to give just a brief sort of outline of the movie based on my own memory. And hopefully Mr. Micah Shannon can fill me in <laughs> when I am. I'll make sure you don't miss anything. Behind. Thank um, you so yes. much. Yeah. I, cause woe is me if we miss any plot points from the Muppet <laughs> movie, but yes, this movie starts off as the name implies, it's focusing on the Muppets, the Muppet characters made by Jim Henson. Uh, it starts off with a Muppet named Walter and his brother Gary, who live in a small town. In Gary, Gary's a human. Gary is a human. A That's correct. That's important. That, that is important. The fact that, <laughs> for whatever reason, two human parents had a Muppet and human child, and they are their brothers growing up in a small town in rural like United States. And Walter, the Muppet brother, he realizes that he loves the Muppets as characters, mm-hmm. even though that. They've been not relevant for some time, but the fact by the time that he's watching them, by the time that he's appreciating them, he watches them, he appreciates them, and he realizes that he wants to, you know, one day meet his idols. Hopefully, he goes off with his brother Gary and Gary's girlfriend, soon to be fiance, uh, Mary, who is portrayed by Amy Adams, and the three of them go off to Los Angeles, where the Muppet Studio is, and they end up realizing that there's an evil oil baron who wants to destroy the studio. And who wants to uh, find the oil underneath because the Muppets abandoned it a long time ago and it's like open property or whatever. Following that, the gang goes on a bunch of hijinks trying to get the Muppets back together, trying to put on one last Muppet show to raise funds for the feeder. And at the very end, they end up succeeding in some way or another by a deus ex machina explanation, are <laughs> able to return to the Muppet studio and are able to have the studio once again. And that is yes. a, a brief sort of broad outline of what happens in the Muppet movie. But like, if yes. you have anything to add, corroborate. No, that's about it. It's not a. It is a very uncomplicated movie. Yeah, I think to its benefit, I think it is very uncomplicated. It's but very yes. straightforward. Yes. So, Jason Siegel, he spearheaded this project. I think we we had done some research, and it sounded like he kind of just liked the Muppets. Um, yeah. And wanted to make a movie about them, <laughs> um, which I think is probably why this movie does well. It doesn't come off. You know, a lot of the remakes recently have been sort of like cash grabby. I think this movie feels a little bit more honest. It is helped by, we'll talk about it later, but it's very self-referential and very aware that it is a remake um, and comments on that. You can tell it was made by, with heart. You can tell that yes. the person who made this movie, like he genuinely cared about the Muppets. I think Jason Segel even went on record to be like, I grew up with these characters. I <laughs> wanted to see them like, you know, be made better, be revitalized. And you can definitely tell like it, it resonates in like the way that this movie feels like, like a classic, like a, like a Muppets movie. It's not trying to like be... Like you said, Mike, it's not trying to be cash grabby. It's not trying to like present these characters in any way that isn't genuine to who they were in the original show or in the original movies. It's really, it's true to them. And right. I think that's, yeah, a big part of like why the movie succeeds at all. It actively makes fun of remakes. Like with uh, one of the plot points is there's like a gritty Muppets reboot. And I think that's, that is obviously commenting on many recent remakes. But yes, I, this movie, it has, has some honesty to it that I think the presence of that honesty makes it a lot better. It feels like just a natural continuation to what the other movies were setting up. Yes, indeed. All right. Well, uh, Danny, did we like this movie or not? 
Um, I, I know you like this movie a lot. Um, I'll, I'll say briefly, I am not, Danny is a much more prolific Muppets fan than I am. <laughs> I am not, I, I, I have no, no feud with the Muppets, but I also don't have any close ties to the Muppets. Um, so I enjoyed this movie. I thought it was pretty entertaining. Very, very self-aware of its status is like not, it doesn't, it doesn't try to be self-serious and it knows that. And it, it, it's clear about that in the movie, which I think helps it out a lot. Cause it's, it's just, it's fun. It's nice to watch. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, I'm going to let you take over now because I know you probably have a lot more to say about the Muppets than I do, given oh. your membership in the Muppets fandom. So. <laughs> yes, no, I am the president of the local Muppets fan club that I started <laughs> myself. But yeah, I am a huge Muppet fanboy. I love all the mechanisms and all the stories and all the potential that, that you can get out of the medium of using puppets alongside humans. I think that's just... I have a lot to say about Muppets just... TLDR, I really like the Muppets. I really think this movie does them justice. Like I said, I really think that there's so much about this movie that can be appreciated. I think that a large part of the Muppets, why I like the Muppets is, like I said, because of all the like little things that go into them, like the details and the passion and you know the everything that goes into making the movie and the Muppets look good. I really like this movie because it, it embraces all of that. And this is a movie that I didn't remember fondly in my childhood, but when I started getting into the Muppet fandom once again. I really appreciate it. And this definitely like launched my interest back into like the Muppets. It made me think like, oh, these characters are funny. Like, what do they do? Like, what's their history, you know? And I think this movie, like for me, for many, was a really great way to like understand the Muppets again and to maybe not serve as a continuation to their story, but at the very least be like a reminder of who they are and what their stories are like and, you know, what kind of entertainment can come from the Muppet characters. I, yes. I really like them. Compared to some, even, you know, compared to Contact, especially this movie doesn't quite have the same thematic um, quality, although it has a few, but um, it's really just a, a fun movie and it is very funny. Yeah. Um, you know, it is funny in a way that is, you know, a lot of this movie is made not necessarily for adults, I think, maybe a little bit for like nostalgia, but like it's made primarily for kids. But I think it's funny in a way that kids movies kind of aren't. <laughs> That's yeah. mean. Um, but you know what I mean? Like it, it is funny in a self-referential way, in like an absurdist way that is not like, uh, I guess, like childish. Yeah, actually, I have something to add to that because uh, you know me, Muppet fanboy, I know these kinds of things. <laughs> I, I, of course I like, I researched this, but Jim Henson, one of his like visions with puppeteering and with the Muppets in general was like, he never wanted uh, puppets to be perceived as like a childish thing, I don't think. And so he made it like a point in his show. And I think in the content they created, and even though he didn't, you know, create this project, it has the spirit of what he wanted to do. I think that one of the things that Jim Henson, and I think this movie wanted to do was make something that could appeal to like anybody, like anybody could enjoy this movie, even if it necessarily isn't like targeted to them in like advertising or in what have you, but it, it was definitely something that anybody could like pick up, watch and appreciate in some way or another for a variety of reasons. Right. I really like that. I think, okay, this is, sort of a tangent but okay the part where they're in the office and they're watching the show what is it punch teacher, punch or teacher yeah and kermit starts going on a speech like oh today's kids are better than that and then immediately gets slammed into a door and I, i'm wondering because <laughs> the joke is obviously that it gets slammed in the door right i'm wondering what the it feels like i actually some kind of complicated commentary <laughs> like it's it's almost like they're saying you know you feel like you're better than this but you just laughed at a frog getting slammed in the door <laughs> and i don't know quite what that's trying to say but the, the, you know that reminded me this this whole tangent about 
trying to be more than just like a, a slapstick. One of the great things about the Muppets is like physical violence, that kind of thing, like for a purpose, you know? Right. Which I don't know. I don't know if that's. I feel like that might be. Uh, is it? Is Jason Segal right? That's his name. Um, yeah. Jason Segal. Just like saying like, oh come on, like you know, you know, it's fun to watch someone get slammed to do it. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, the Muppets like the Muppets are like. Well, people are better than this, but the movie is like the movie is sort of reinforcing that these things can be funny, like under the right context and like these things, like and these things are worth appreciating. And I, I guess, goes hand in hand with like the message of like you know Jim Henson, like people can appreciate things, people can like appreciate anything. As long right. as you like, you do it right, and you do it like with passion and with like heart, you know. Right, and I think that that joke is more funny than it would be if it was just him in the door, because it's like it's it's saying a little bit about it, <laughs> like it's, <laughs> it's, it's a little bit self-referential embedded. And I think all, a lot of the humor is very, you know, meta metatextual. But we will get into that because this movie is very much about itself. <laughs> um, oh yes. Danny took a lot of notes about this movie about what he liked. I don't know how much of these he wants to cover. But I'm gonna, uh, I guess, hand it off to you. To kind I, of just... All right. I have, like I said before, I'm a huge Muppet fanboy. I love talking about the Muppets. I love analyzing like what they do. I love. It's like it's good old fashioned humor to me. It's something that you know can be appreciated by anyone and like has like the potential to just be like funny without like appealing to any specific audience, which I really like. But for that reason, I have a lot to say about this movie, <laughs> and I really, really went deep into the notes I took during this movie. Micah like said it himself. When I say I took pages upon pages of notes, I am not kidding. I didn't think I would be able to write this much about to a movie <laughs> about puppets, but here I am. I want to talk about each and every single thing that I noticed about this movie, but I think I want to say that towards more the end, just so we can talk about more of the, like, some of the smaller points that we noticed throughout the movie before yeah. we get into, like, me just ranting about the Muppets and how great I think they are. Sure, yeah. But that's all right, yeah. Um, okay, well, we can, we can come back to that near the end. I think we, that's probably smart. Um, let's then move on to talking about the visuals of, of this movie, which we, we never have too much to say about, but I think this... Yeah has some fun with visuals it's very obviously it looks pretty good the muppets look i mean they're they're high quality um <laughs> high quality felt micah yes um they look pretty good there's a lot of as you, it, you wrote here in the notes they play around with a lot of different visual styles i don't know if you want to elaborate on that yeah the original muppet show the original muppet show it was all about like comedy variety and like just doing skits and vignettes and whatever, you know, like there's a word. Hold on. Let me find this word because I saw it when I was looking this up and I thought it was really cool. And I'm going to see if I can pronounce it burlesque, which means like, um, like parodying like genres and um, other works, which I think is accurate. And you can, you can give some examples of that. Is that what burlesque means? That's what Wikipedia says it means. Oh, I see. I always thought of like as associated with burlesque shows, which are like these, like jaunty scandalously clad like shows oh. back in like the day but i guess they just became associated with that word or like something went there maybe my mind is just <laughs> whack it, um here's what wikipedia says burlesque is a literary dramatic or musical work intended to cause laughter by caric- caricaturing the manner or spirit of serious work um which i think this does right like um, yeah. a lot um and the visuals are part of that uh, well i learned a new word today <laughs> listeners Put that one down. Go to dictionaries right now and look up burlesque. <laughs> that's an order. But uh, yeah, no, I think that if that's the meaning of burlesque, then this definitely embodies that spirit. It parodies like what serious things can do and what they look like. You know, yes. there's there's a whole like scene in which uh, <laughs> Tex Richmond, who is the uh, he's the antagonist of the film. Yeah, yes. the old Baron. He sings a rap song and <laughs> rap lyrics appear underneath. It, it parodies like the style of traditional rap music videos 
there's a scene in which uh, the Muppets kidnap Jack Black and they're all dressed in like all black and they're like, they have like weapons and everything and <laughs> they kidnapped him with like freeze frames and Japanese subtitles. And it's, it's of course like a parody of like Japanese action films. And I think that this movie just like, it moves from, like I said, skit to skit, vignette to vignette, very much burlesque. And <laughs> it very much just parodies different styles and different like means of presenting something to speak to a certain message or to like emphasize like the ridiculousness of some like certain scene that they're doing. They, they play around with like a lot of like genres and a lot of what they can do. And I really yes. like that. Yes, I enjoy that too. I think one of my favorite jokes from the movie, the traveling by map joke is like, it's like an Indiana Jones thing, I guess. But yeah. I just enjoyed that because I think it's funny. Um, like, oh. Yeah, they're the parody, like the idea um, of a montage. You're like, Yes, yes, that too. Yeah, and they're very, they're very clear when they're doing that because um, this movie breaks the fourth wall a lot. Um, which is just part of, I guess, the Muppets in general is my understanding. Um, yeah, no, Muppets are like a visual Muppet show, like show within a show, very self-referential, very self-aware. like Yeah, well, yeah. The, and again, the movie looks good. Um, that's about all we can say about like the quality. But I, I, I do enjoy the visual gags they do and how they use oh, yeah. the uh, you know, stuff to do that. If we don't have too much else to say about the visuals, we can talk about the music, which I think might be a kind of a large category because this film is at least partially a musical um, although I would yes. not classify it as a whole musical, I think there's more dialogue than music, but there's a lot of sung lines. So yeah, why don't we talk about that? Sure, yeah. Well, uh, Brett McKenzie served as a music supervisor. He wrote uh, four of the film's five original songs. Uh, Christoph Beck composed the film's score, but I think the score is great as always. It's not Alan Sylvester this time. No. But, which is surprise. A, rare, a rarity, apparently. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's like a, a rain of rain in the desert rain yes rain. yeah yeah no uh the focus on this movie is more like yeah on those like little songs on the like parts of it that make it kind of musical the muppets i'm gonna keep bringing it back to the original muppet show but <laughs> the whole aspect of that whole aspect that jim henson really wanted to emphasize originally was that he wanted to make the muppets very musical he wanted to just explore all these musical styles that he loved personally that he loved he loved the idea of music of being able to share it with like friends with people so it's something that just kind of quintessentially became a part of the muppets it's been a part of like every single i think muppet production since the very beginning there's always been music yes. it's always never it's never been a musical like i don't think this movie like like michael like you said this would never be like brand as a musical per se no. but it has those elements of a musical yes it does and like the songs are very much musical songs and that they're like they're singing dialogue and like singing plot points and like they're doing soliloquies etc in a way yeah. like like just songs aren't but like here they are very, and their characters are singing them but i don't think this is a musical movie in the way that like you know like the last showman I haven't of seen course. that, but I know I understand it's a musical movie, that sort of thing. This this has original songs in it that advance the plot. Exactly. Um, yeah. It's I think that's the way of saying it. The um, songs are like really low key. They're the part of the reason yes. that they work in like musicals is because they you know, like they said, they, they're part of the plot or the characters. Right. And they do that in this one. And they're few and far between, but when they happen, it's like, oh nice. Like like it never doesn't make sense, you know. Like, right. There's a rule of musical theater. You sing when you have nothing more to say. Yes. And it's subtle, but it's like a good part of this movie i think you know when i watch musical i assume that when they're singing they're not actually singing right but like <laughs> this movie is, is it blurs the line because they will be dancing and singing and like no one will act like it's weird and then yeah. they'll like reference that you know he pulls up the flowers to his girlfriend after the first song and he's like oh sorry they got wrinkled in the, in the musical never the just did it's like a sort of pseudo reality there um oh yeah don't they uh yeah, no, that's that's the whole like beauty of musicals. Like they sing and like it's just considered normal. Like there's so many things in this movie that are just con- like considered normal. Yes, and I think such as Muppets. 
Such as Muppets being born to human parents. But yes. Yeah, they, they exist and don't exist in that suit of reality. And yes, I really like that. Um, which I think, again, this movie is very much aided by the fact that it does not pretend like it is serious. <laughs> like yeah. it is very clear that it's not serious. It pokes fun at itself, which is. Yes, yes. Which is good because it's not like a. Yeah. If it tried to take itself seriously, I think it would fall apart. It would. Um, yeah. So that's, I think that's good. Were there any of the you know, original songs that stuck out to you? I like the first one. My fa- I saw this when it came out when I was very young, and my family would like play this the first song in the car a lot, which is it's called what is it called? I've got everything I need. Yes, and I forgot that it was a actual like it wasn't an actual like <laughs> song, but then I heard it again. I'm like, oh, that's where this is from. So right, I like right. that one a lot. Um, I understand you have some favorites as well. I do. I really like Man or a Muppet, just because of the framing of it all. Yeah, I really like the way it looks. It's you see human characters contrasting with Muppet characters. It's you see them in all white, like in a background. Like this is another way that the Muppets just like take certain genres to the extreme. They take like the big musical number, dramatic, like to an ex- logical conclusion, like by having puppet characters interact with human characters, like in what should look like a serious scene. But it's like, am I a man or a Muppet? The contrast of those two works really nicely. Right. That's, that's why I really like that song. There's, yeah, a lot of good music in this movie. Yes. And what does it mean to be a Muppet of a man? I do not know. <laughs> it is a song in a way that makes me feel like it is a difficult question. Um, <laughs> exactly. No, it makes, you, it makes you think that it's serious, but you know it's not, you know. Right. And yes. This movie also features a reprise of the, the very famous Muppet song, um, which I don't know what it's actually called, but it's the Rainbow, Rainbow Connection. Rainbow Connection. Yes. Which I think is done very well. It, it was very sentimental in a very nice way that this movie it, it embodies the spirit of this movie and right. that it's sentimental about it and nostalgic in a way that it feels honest um as we said at the top so i you might have some more to say about the song um i don't know how strong a connection you feel to it to the rainbow connection i don't know how strong your connection i'm very is. connected to the rainbow connection my <laughs> me and the rainbow really? are tight oh but yeah like you said it's, it's nostalgic it's like it's the first song that uh kermit sings in the first muppet movie ever and by reprising the song like the very end of the performance that they're giving like to save the studio I think it's Kermit sort of accepting that, you know, that was his beginning. And when he sang it in the beginning, he was alone. He wasn't with anybody. He was just a dreamer in a Mississippi swamp, like uh, his creator Jim Henson was. And by returning to the stage and singing with all his friends, he's accepting that, you know, there's family and that no matter what happens to the studio, he'll have them. And that his dream of finding like the rainbow or like understanding like what the rainbow means will come like in the form of them. And yeah, that's, I think that's, that's a performance of the song that I really like. Indeed, I, I liked it a lot, um, even though I've, I don't have a strong connection to the Muppets, but I, it, it was done in a way that felt definitely very genuine. Right. And I right. enjoyed watching it. And it's, it's a, you know, it's a good song. I think it's probably, it's a very well-known song, so you probably know it, um, listener. Um, if you don't, get nice. out your banjo and play it yourself. <laughs> well, I don't, I don't have much else to say about the music. Uh, I assume you don't either, uh, but correct me if I'm wrong. I don't. All right. Well, let's move on to the symbols and metaphors. As we said, not a super um, thematically complex movie. Nope. But, it, you know... It has some nice themes. It's you know about finding family, coming right. together, your people around you being good. You know, the 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 first song, and I think the last song as well, um, is you know, everything you need right in front of me. It's your your family, your friends, etc. Um, yeah. which is a fairly standard theme, but you know, a, a decent one. And it's nice. <laughs> um, yeah, this movie does not pretend to be thematically rich. It doesn't no. pretend to like be deep. It doesn't <laughs> pretend to have something to say about society. A bear walking around in tap shoes that have whoopee cushions <laughs> attached to them is not making a significant statement about the world. No, and, but this movie is aware of that very, very, very clearly. And yeah, it used that to, for humor. It's just nice. It doesn't it doesn't want to be more. And that means it doesn't fail at being something more, which I think would make it worse. Exactly. Um, it's just here to entertain. 
it's it's doing what it's like intending out to do it's it's doing exactly what it's set out to do now that we've gotten through some of the nitty-gritty parts of i think what this make this movie like what frames this movie what makes it i want to talk about everything that i liked about this movie micah all right well i'm gonna it's, it's all your the floor is yours i will I talk i'll about, jump like, in if i'll jump if i have comments but i you, you i know you have a lot more thoughts than i do i just <laughs> i i am so big on the muppets but yes okay one thing I want to point out with this movie especially is that it was made in 2011 and it was obviously in a period of time when we had a lot more technology and we had a lot more resources to do things uh, with characters that were puppets. So there's a lot of puppetry tricks in this movie that I think are just incredible. Mm-hmm. Uh, Walter in the, like, one of the first scenes, he blows out candles on his birthday. And obviously, you know, puppets can't produce air. So that had to be like a whole like rig system that he had to do. And sorry, viewers, if this is ruining the magic for some of you, but this is something that I appreciate a lot. The characters like sit on toilets at one point, yes. as an excuse for puppeteers to like be able to like maneuver them. Oh, I didn't even catch that. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah, and that, I was like, of course, that makes sense. Like, in order to like have full body shots of these characters, you need to be able to like maneuver them some way. And I really like the the excuse they use for that. At one point, Kermit I think pushes open a door handle, and you know puppets don't have that force to do that, so there had to be like a whole wiring system there. But there's like just a lot of tricks and uh, framing with the puppet characters in this movie that I think really demonstrates like how far they've come, like with the systems that they've developed. Jim Henson like he wanted to push the boundaries of what puppets could do during the Muppet Show when it first ran and it ended at a point when he thought like okay i've done all i can do with the resources i have we're gonna stop it here you know when he felt creatively fulfilled and it's definitely this movie definitely carries on that spirit um and yeah i mean i don't know much about puppetry but i didn't you know i didn't even notice any of the things you were saying so that's that's very interesting (laughs) this is uh complicated yeah i mean you have a lot of points here so i don't don't know how many of these you want to cover we we obviously don't want to take up too much time of course Um, of course i think that I don't think any part of this movie goes to waste. Oh, yes, that is true. That yeah. is very true. When the Muppets need to do something, when the plot needs to advance in some way or form, uh, they use callback gags. Like, for example, when Gary and Mary need to be at the Muppet Theater at the very end, they travel by map because that's something that they did earlier in the film. Uh, when they need to uh, fix the lighting in the studio, they, they establish early on that the character of Mary, she's good at engineering, and they establish that and She's able to fix the lights. And yeah, none of the none of the plot points necessarily go to waste unless it's like just one-off gags. I think part of the reason this film works so well is because sometimes one-off gags just matter more to the plot than you think they do. <laughs> and it's really fun to see which ones like stick. This the plot of this movie is like surprisingly airtight. Yeah, it's very it's very uh, polished, I guess would be the word. I talked yeah, about it's... this before in like the Night of the Museum film, <laughs> but the Night of the Museum podcast. But one of the criticisms I have of uh, like of movies is that just one line of dialogue could explain away like so many things. And they do that in this film. They like have little like bits and pieces, little interactions or little like just, you know, dialogue that explains things that happens and it's, it works well. Yes. And I think the map example is very good. Not only because they, they do, they do explain it, I guess, if you didn't catch it, but I knew right away when I saw them, like basically they had teleported across the country. I was like, oh, you know, they brought it back, which I think that's, that's a good sign that, that I was able to catch it myself yeah. um, without having it explained. And I think that's a sign of a, of a good idea. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, no. The, if the plot like makes you like think of that, then it's working. Plot's yes. what it needs to do. Before the last thing, I want to talk about just the gags in this film. Yeah, no. One of my favorite gags in this film, I think, is... And it, even, it isn't even a Muppet moment. It isn't even a moment that includes any puppeteering or puppetry work. It's literally just Mary uh, having a soliloquy about how she laments her romantic life, looking out the window, and rain suddenly starts falling on her. And you don't question in that scene at the time why there is rain. It simply happens. And 
when she pulls back, when she realizes that her like song is done, she walks away and we cut to the, a gardener who's spraying a hose on her the entire time, making the effect of rain upon her. And it's just, that's hilarious to me. Yeah, similarly, the one that I laughed out loud at, and I don't often laugh out loud at things um, <laughs> that are not like people telling a joke in like in person, like at media, <laughs> um, is when they first see Kermit and there's like a halo and a, you know, a heavenly choir. And then, and then it's the bus with like the church choir <laughs> with like their bright song driving past. Yeah. And I just, you know, they didn't have to explain it. And I thought it was really funny that they yeah. did. Um, and there's a lot of stuff like that in this movie. Yeah, like little things that you're like, oh, of course that happened. Like, of course Kermit's like veiled in a heavenly halo. Right. You know? But then they, they take the time to be like, this is why that's happening. This is this, like nothing is like, it's very unrealistic and realistic in the same way. Yes. That's funny. And Yes. And <laughs> we don't want to cover every joke in this movie because there's a of course. lot. But there's not many that I could think of that are like not good. I think they're all generally pretty pretty good yeah. and like interesting. Yeah. Yes. So Mike, oh. any, any closing thoughts on the Muppets? Uh, not that I haven't already said. It's a good movie. It was fun <laughs> to watch. Yeah. Not too much going on, but like, you know, if, you, if you're looking for something to take up an hour or so, that's going to be entertaining and maybe a little bit heartwarming. Just I, a little I think bit. This movie's pretty good. I don't know. It's, it's pretty hard. Like, it's, yeah. it's, it makes you feel pretty good. Oh. On a very <laughs> special episode of The Wide View. Yes. Um, but yeah, that's, uh, that's the Muppets. That's the Muppets. All yeah. Right. All right. Well, what is uh, the next episode movie? Is next. we are planning on next episode movie. That's a weird way of saying it. The next <laughs> movie we will be probably we have we have, we are planning to cover is Children of Men, um, mm. which is a very interesting movie. Very different from the Muppets. Have you have you seen Children of Men? I have now? not. I mean, uh, I've okay. seen I've seen Children of Women, but never of Men. <laughs> I've seen it once. It is it is interesting visually. Okay, we're we're starting the next episode now, but like, it is, it is <laughs> interesting. I think it will be interesting because it has. From my understanding, a lot actually to say about like the Iraq War, which was happening at the time, hmm. which I don't know if I'll see that on the second viewing, but I think there's definitely going to be some stuff to talk about. Um, but that will be next episode. Preview so. to all of you listening. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, thanks for listening to the Wide View. Um, uh, Danny, do you have anything closing to say? Uh, yes. Uh, remember that if you ever want to become a puppet performer yourself, you can <laughs> yes uplifting follow message i don't know follow your dreams <laughs> follow your rainbow yes well put yeah thank you all for listening to the wide view podcast we will see you all again hopefully next week or whenever this comes out next time this comes out consistent publishing schedule whatever we'll see you all on the next episode of the wide view <laughs>